1: Welcome to Your Partner in Law on Seattle's Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH. Your Partner in Law is brought to you in part by the law firm Gregorick & Associates PLLC. Charting your course to a secure future. Your Partner in Law starts now. Here's your host, Rick Gregorick.
2: Hey, good morning and welcome to Your Partner in Law. I'm attorney Rick Gregorick, and I'm in studio this morning live and alive with the always effervescent scott ralston oh thank you for that compliment (laughs) yes i did get a couple smiles with that Mm -hmm. one (laughs) so folks uh happy pre-labor day and uh it was kind of interesting scott as i was you know kind of looking at what we're going to talk about today and things like that i always kind of look up you know well what's labor day you know, we all kind of think of Labor Day, and today it seems to be a, a day that we celebrate sales on cars and
3: picnicking.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and uh, uh,
3: home improvement products. Home improvement mm-hmm.
2: products. Um, I think it's the official end of hot dog season. It is. Interestingly it is. Tomorrow, enough, so, tomorrow evening will be uh, the end of hot dog season. Lot, lots of trivia as we uh, come into here, but really it's about celebrating the labor movement uh, way back in the eighteen late 1800s. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, our, oh, I, I actually our, know the story here. So, yeah. Our, our, uh, our, uh, our um, Oregon to the south, our neighbor, I was looking for the word neighbor, my goodness. Our neighbor to the south is actually credited with the first uh, Labor Day celebration, making it official um, back late 1880 something, late 1880s. So,
3: anyhow, um, it was a, it, it, for, What I heard is it is a peaceful substitute for the May Day. Labor Day, right? Where which is not so, quite so peaceful. So it's the the federal official Labor Day as opposed to the May Day, which can sometimes get a little out of A little hand.
2: confused, right. So it was June twenty eighth, 1894, when Congress made Monday in September um, Labor Day as a legal holiday. It was uh, back um, – oh, anyhow. So anyhow, I was kind of curious what folks out there – are you know what? It, what, do you, what does Labor Day mean to them, and what does it mean to our country as we are sitting here today? So ponder that a little bit and see what you know. What it is, what's changed since then, what hasn't changed, <laughs> what progress we still need to make. So anyhow, enough about Labor Day. Let's talk about.
3: Or is it our retirement? Is it our favorite, favorite
2: roundtable coming up here? Right. So we got retirement roundtable, folks. This is our biggie. It's the one you've all been waiting for. It's coming up on October 5th. It's going to be out at the uh, great Maidenbauer Center again this year. Um, we're going to have a really, really good lineup this year. Um, we've got some of your favorites as well as some new folks coming on board. Um, we've got Dr. Yardley. You all just ended up listening to his show an hour before and some of the amazing things that um, he's able to do for so many people that um, have chronic pain and other ailments. And, uh, been, you know, he's been on the radio for many, many years. He just recently came over to Cairo and uh, after having been on KTTH for many years. So all you folks on KTTH in Cairo uh, all know Dr. Yardley. And he's going to be coming out to our retirement roundtable. This is a legal presentation. Why do we have a doc out there? Well, we have a doc out there because your health is a significant issue as we age. And our health will very often dictate an awful lot of our options and opportunities as we move forward in our life. So he's going to be talking about the difference between health care and disease care. And I, I don't know exactly what he's going to say. Um, so we're all going to be learning something there.
3: Well, this so. is a great new addition this year for the program. And, and who's our who's going to be our master of ceremonies?
2: Well, we've got the uh, quiet, reserved
3: John Curley. Yeah, yeah John never is, never talkative. Yeah, he's always oh, just so reserved and shy. And
2: I like you. Yeah, very he, much so. He, you know, yeah. he's easily you know he's easily tongue-tied. Never has an opinion. Uh, never has a funny thing to say. So we thought John would be perfect uh, to come on out there. And uh, actually, this is an encore presentation for him. He's been out there several times before. Yeah, and,
3: and we we make the joke, but, I mean, he's he's so entertaining. It's so much fun to uh, be in the in the room and, and listen to him, and then he's always uh, so personable afterwards as well. So if you've never gotten to meet John, this is a great opportunity as well.
2: You know, and what, what's interesting is – you know, John. You know, he's a fun guy. He likes to have fun and all that. But he's also a serious guy. He's a business guy, and he actually understands this stuff. That's that's what's really great. And uh, you know, he believes in it, which is why he comes out to our events. And he's told me many times in that. But hey, so we've got Doctor Yardley's going to be out there. We've got uh, Brian Ott. 525 Advisors, Long-Term Care Specialist. You're all familiar with him from KTTH and Cairo. You're going to notice a theme here, folks. Lots of your folks from Cairo and KTTH are going to be presenters. Uh, I'm sure Dory Monson's going to key in on this, maybe on Brian's show. And the uh, Todd Herman with Dr. Yardley. And we've got um, John. You know, we're trying to promote this as kind of a lot of your, you know, Cairo, KTTH uh, Listeners, as well as some other radio hosts we're going to have on, we've got Tom Cock of Talking Real Money. And uh, that is always a delight to have him and what he can teach. And um, there's everybody so, who comes to that event and listens to the financial talk from Tom walks away going, wow, why didn't I know that?
3: Yeah, and, and for those of you that have not attended this program before, this is a great program. It is. It's a commitment of time. It takes. Uh, what are we going to start? Eight AM ish. And you know
2: what? Everybody said eight was a little early, so we're going to go nine to three this year. Okay, so. so nine
3: nine to three. So it's it's it is a commitment of time, but it is a, a lot of really good information. There's a lot of really good speakers. Uh, you get to meet some people. There. You know, it's just a great event, and every year we get great feedback on it. Uh, every year it grows uh, the we we increase the number of seats every year and we sell them out every year so it's a great program
2: right and we'll folks you know just we're, we're talking about this yourpartnerinlaw.com is how you get your tickets yourpartnerinlaw.com there's still some early bird discounted tickets available but they won't last long october 5th is really coming up today is indeed september 1st so uh, we need to uh, make sure that we're uh, keeping your calendar straight out there because every year we get a bunch of calls saying, when's it going to be? And I said it was last week. <laughs> so let's make sure it's not last week for you. It's this um, coming up October 5th. Get your tickets for, uh, what is it, Care retirement roundtable. I'm so sorry about that. And that's out at MaidenBowerYourPartnerInLaw.com October 5th. You know, Scott, as we, you know, we look at all these things and, you know, we, we bring a variety of people together because I think there's a misconception that yet lingers in society in our there that somehow if I meet with a financial advisor and I set up a mutual fund and a bond fund or something like that, that I did my estate planning. Oh, yeah, that's all done. And I think that's oftentimes because so many people in the financial and insurance world call themselves estate planners. Oh and, we do run into this problem. And you know, your finances, your insurance are just parts of your estate plan. They're just mere components. There are many, many other important components that we need to look at. Your health yeah. is obviously one of them. And then your legal documents that will be an kind of an umbrella. Over all those other things in your life,
3: and and I'll, I'll tell you this: if you're working with uh, an insurance provider or a financial advisor, and they're telling you to get an estate plan, they're telling you the right thing to do. Oftentimes, however, they go the next step, and the problem is is that they provide you some level of advice on an estate plan, and that that they shouldn't be doing that. Number one, and number two, they just do not have the skills, the education the expertise to really understand that. So, so if they're telling you, yeah, you need an estate plan, go talk to an attorney that giving you the right advice. Right.
2: And so, you know, and then I'm going to go after attorneys because many attorneys think that an estate plan is merely doing your wills and powers of attorney. That's not an estate plan either. That's kind of the beginning of an estate plan. An estate plan is the integration of your estate planning documents, wills, trusts, powers, attorney, healthcare directives, it's the integration of those into the rest of your life. And how are you how are those how is your estate plan going to guide your investment, your retirement savings, your retirement spending, which is going to come back to your portfolio management and your portfolio design? Are you going to have tax efficient distributions coming from your retirement accounts. You know, these are all interesting things, but the whole package, in other words, we have to put the whole package together because that's what real integrated estate planning is, is something that is, you know, it's integrated to take care of all of the variables in our life as we age, of which there are so many. And of course, the most difficult thing that we have to do is management through disability. And we certainly want to avoid anything that might lead into guardianship. Isn't that right, Scott? Do you love guardianships? I,
3: well, I, I do, but you shouldn't. There you so, go. Why uh, do you know, love them? I love them because, well, frankly, that's what is a significant part of my practice. But These are difficult cases. These are difficult situations. And getting the appropriate estate planning in place can certainly help you avoid a guardianship. There are no guarantees. And when we have situations where people have really good estate planning in place and and their family still has to initiate a guardianship, because sometimes there can be some mental changes that result in the need for a guardianship. And and that's a whole other conversation. But, you know, doing a proper estate plan You know, planning early, planning often, making sure that 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 plan is in place and that people know about that plan and you've refined that plan and you've worked with the right professionals for that plan. And we're not just talking about the documentation. We're talking about everything Um, really can help you avoid that court action, whether that court action is a guardianship or a vulnerable adult protection action or a power of attorney action. I mean, there's several different avenues. You just don't want to be in those situations and you don't want your family in those situations.
2: You know, these situations arise um, in kind of a couple different contexts. When we talk about guardianship, there's kind of two versions and Washington's kind of changing the language a little bit here. We historically have talked about a guardian of the estate which is now going to be changed in our um, statutes to be called a conservator. Um, so a conservator would be managing money of an incapacitated person who has become a ward of the state through guardianship. We are still going to be using the term guardian of the person, which is over your medical and health care decision making. Those are the ones that are the most difficult. If someone has a mental disorder to where they're so difficult to manage. Let's say, you know, you're trying to keep grandpa at home, and yet his dementia is such that he's irrational to the point of being dangerous mm. to himself or others. That's a problem. And yeah, that's, so that's where we can't have a protective guardianship.
3: Right. And this is, this is a tough situation. And we do run into this. Like I said, you can have a perfect estate plan but still need to have a guardianship initiated. And we can talk yeah. a little bit about that when we come back from the break.
2: Hey, we'll be right back after this short commercial break.
0: Sometimes big events in your life all of a sudden cause you to wake up and realize you should start planning for the future. I lost my dad a little over a year ago to cancer, and I remember thinking to myself, I should probably have a will or trust. So I called Rick Gregorick. Now the reason I called Rick Gregorick is because I've been listening to him on Cairo Radio on Sunday mornings and the guy is an absolute expert. I sat down with him. I explained my situation. He walked me through all the different variables, whether it was a trust or charitable trust, real estate, taxes. It was so complicated. I was so glad I had Rick right there to walk me through the whole process. So be proactive. Take control of your life right now. Go meet with Rick Gregorick and schedule a compliment consultation at yourpartnerinlaw.com. You can also listen to Rick's show like I do, Your Partner-in-Law, every Sunday morning at 9 on Cairo and KTTH. Schedule a meeting with my estate planner, Rick Gregorick, at yourpartnerinlaw.com. That's yourpartnerinlaw.com.
4: One of the biggest mistakes you can make heading into retirement is not planning for the high costs of an extended health care situation. A lot of people assume they have enough money saved only to watch everything they've worked hard for get whittled down to nothing from the ongoing costs of a long-term care situation. Don't make this mistake. By putting a long-term care plan in place, you guarantee yourself a source of funds to pay for care when needed, and you also know you won't become a burden on your family. Do what my wife and I did. Go learn all about the new long-term care plans offered by 525 Advisors. These new plans protect your savings, protect your family, and pay your estate back if you never use them. Learn more by attending one of the upcoming classes taught by Brian Ott, who's the host of Long-Term Care Radio right here on Cairo. Brian has two-classes is coming up Friday, September 20th and Saturday, the 21st. Seating's limited. So sign up today at 525longtermcare.com. Classes are free and you'll even get a copy of Brian's book. Go to 525longtermcare.com.
0: Retirement Roundtable is the retirement planning event of the year. So come join me October 5th at Maidenbauer Center. Hey, it's John Curley with Rick Gregorick, host of your partner-in-law. Rick, I love Retirement Roundtable.
2: John, once again, we're bringing the experts together to teach you about estate and elder planning, financial planning, reverse mortgages, 1031 exchanges, long-term care insurance, health care, senior housing, and much
0: more. All those experts are in one room.
2: Tom Koch of Talking Real Money will explain finances in good times and bad. Steve Elliott from Capstone Trust will cover fiduciary services. And Dr. Yardley is going to discuss health care versus disease
0: care. Retirement Roundtable is an informative and fun half-day event. So come join me and get all the facts at Retirement Roundtable on October 5th at Maidenbauer Center. It sells out every year. And right now, you can get early bird pricing. So get your tickets today at yourpartnerinlaw.com. That's your YourPartnerInLaw.com Now back
1: to Your Partner In Law with Rick Gregorick on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH. Alrighty, welcome back
2: to Your Partner In Law. Hey, uh, Scott and I were just talking a little bit about guardianship. And guardianship as we said comes in kind of two different types one guardianship over your money your estate we're now going to be starting to call that a conservatorship which which, is a change in language which
3: is more consistent with other states
2: right actually and the guardian of the person over making your medical and health care decisions and right before the break we were talking a little bit about one of the situations that arises frequently that can bring about what i'm going to call a friendly guardianship so you've got Mom or dad, grandma, or grandpa, whoever it is, and they have, you know, an Alzheimer, dementia, dementia-type dementia cognitive impairment. And, you know, these come in all different types. People can be happy. They can be sad. they You know, it, it's just all over the place. But some get very angry and even can become combative such that they're actually, you know, to be in your own home, it's, it's just not safe for themselves or others or, you know, they some can become rather violent and need to have, you know, specialized care. And this is where we oftentimes have to invoke the court because it can be very difficult, Scott. Maybe you could walk people through a little bit about, you know, we can't just put somebody in a place and lock the door like in the old days, right?
3: Yeah. So what happens, um, you know, the friendly guardianship, that's what we're kind of talking about now, is, you know, someone has – lost their capacity. They typically do not have any form of estate planning in place. They might have like a will, you know, because we we talk about this all the time, but a lot of people think a will is an estate plan. It is not. And, um, you know, they, they, they're unable to manage their financial affairs, oftentimes through dementia. It could be as a result of a, a, a an event like a, a massive stroke or a heart attack where they're just unable to now manage their affairs. And so you you file the guardianship action, the court will appoint what they call a guardian ad litem. It's kind of confusing. Um, the two terms that people oftentimes confuse are the guardianship action, guardian of the person, guardian of the estate, and guardian ad litem. And, you know, you can see where the confusion
2: comes Yeah, Yeah, it, it's really tricky. So just always be careful. And- yeah.
3: So you file the guardianship action seeking to be appointed the guardian of the person and or estate. Uh, The court appoints a guardian ad litem, and that guardian ad litem by statute has 45 days to complete a report, and technically there's supposed to be a hearing 60 days following.
2: Now, Scott, in this guardian ad litem, that's a really critical role in the court, and kind of explain what their job is and who they represent.
3: So so in in all cases, and in all civil cases, the guardians can be appointed. Guardian ad litem, excuse me, can be appointed. Uh, And in all civil actions, they will have a certain role, but they are typically a neutral they're the eyes and ears of the court, okay? And so their job as a guardian ad litem is to to investigate, interview witnesses, interview medical providers, et cetera, and report back to the court. And so a lot of people are familiar with guardian ad litems being appointed in family law cases when you're dealing with uh, parenting plan issues, and then guardian ad litems are appointed in uh, guardianship cases, as we're talking about here. So those are the two most common situations. So they're the eyes and ears of the court. They're there to investigate, like I say, and then they file the report in a guardianship action in Washington. They've got 45 days from appointment. They are appointed the day of the filing of the action. It's very quick. Um, and then they are you know contacted by the attorney that is uh, moving the case forward that represents the individuals that have filed the guardianship action, referred to as the petitioners. And once uh, they're involved, they they just they, they get in there, they interview, and they talk with people. In a friendly guardianship, what we're kind of talking about now, they will typically be able to get their investigation done in that 45, pay, in 45 days. They'll submit their report, and then uh, on the 60th day, the parties will go to the courthouse and they will explain the case to the judge. The judge will have read the uh, report in advance so they'll know what's going on and And typically, the decision at that point in time is consistent with that guardianship report, and a guardian of the person and/ or estate will be appointed that 's the friendly guardianship now now in these roles
2: scott the you know we have the let's let's let 's do the bifurcation now and say conservator mm-hmm. over money guardian over okay. personal um, health care decision making you could have one, the other, or both, right? Correct. So we can have a full guardianship over everything, or they could be pieced uh, together.
3: Correct. And you can have you can have a full guardian of the finances, full guardian of the uh, medical decision-making, or limited, which is a partial guardianship of, of either or both of those.
2: And many guardianships end up in that limited capacity, which is trying to figure out, well, what are the terms and conditions of that? Guardians yeah. So, so what I
3: often see is um, limited guardian of the person and full guardian of the estate. That is not more tired. Yeah, that's that. We're going to call that one more common. Um, on occasion, I do see limited guardian of the finances, or limited conservatorship, or, or limited guardianship of the estate. That's a little more uh, uncommon, I guess. In, in my experience, at least, it's more uncommon. So.
2: And in all cases, though, I mean, upfront proper legal planning and getting proper legal documents can really be a guide, even in cases where we end up having a friendly guardianship. For instance, when we do documents, our powers of attorney and things of that nature actually have some guardianship provisions in it that says, if a guardianship's ever brought against me, you know, who do you yeah. want to be? So,
3: do you want to be your guardian? So coincident, I was in court on a case, a guardianship action on a
2: Wednesday. You know, that is exciting. In You're that? in court, but we're going to come back to oh, that, that right after cut break. Because so. <laughs> I was
3: going to talk about that
2: film at 11 folks hey we gotta take this quick break and when we're back scott's gonna tell you all about the exciting things he did in court last week
3: (laughs) well no not really
4: (laughs) a lot of people with near or over a million dollars in assets will mistakenly pay more in taxes in a long-term care situation than what would have cost them to set up an insurance plan to pay for the care needed Due to recent changes in the Pension Protection Act, these new asset-based plans guarantee a tax-free benefit for long-term care and pay your estate back with interest if you never use it. But most importantly, it's about having a plan. All your kids have to do is carry out your wishes. You're not a burden on them. That's why I love the advice my wife and I got from Brian Ott and 525 Advisors. Ryan's asset-based class is Friday, September 20th in Bellevue. This class is aimed at individuals and couples who have accumulated close to or more than a million dollars in assets and may be considering self-funding long-term care costs in the future. Learn why that is not the best idea. Seating will be limited for this special asset-based class. September 20th in Bellevue. Reserve your spot right now. Go to 525LongTermCare.com. 525LongTermCare.com. Retirement Roundtable
0: is the retirement planning event of the year year. So come join me October 5th at Maidenbauer Center. Hey, it's John Curley with Rick Gregorick, host of Your Partner in Law. Rick, I love Retirement Roundtable.
2: John, once again, we're bringing the experts together to teach you about estate and elder planning, financial planning, reverse mortgages, 1031 exchanges, long-term care insurance, health care, senior housing, and much more.
0: All those experts are in
2: one room. Tom Cock of Talking Real Money will explain finances in good times and bad. Steve Elliott from Capstone Trust will cover fiduciary services. And Dr. Yardley is going to discuss health care versus disease care.
0: Retirement Roundtable is an informative and fun half-day event. So come join me and get all the facts at Retirement Roundtable on October 5th at Maidenbauer Center. It sells out every year. And right now, you can get early bird pricing. So get your tickets today at yourpartnerinlaw.com. That's your YourPartnerInLaw.com We return to Your
1: Partner in Law on Seattle's Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH with your host, Rick Gregorick.
2: I just want to listen to music. I know. good. You know, My goodness. Really idle. Hey. All right, folks. Uh, Rick Gregorick, uh, Your Partner in Law, the law firm of Gregorick and Associates. Find us on the web, RJG Free appointments. Uh, check out our web. There's so much really great information there. And um, sign up for our blog. You can get that on your partner in law or RJG Legal. Or you can go on Twitter, you know. I have a Twitter account. Never in my never in my life, Scott, did I think I'd be saying the word I tweet. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> I tweeted something.
2: <laughs> so, so you just bef- to have to say, "Excuse me."
3: So, so before we get back to our topic at hand, uh, we were talking a little bit about the friendly guardianship, and I was going to talk a little bit about a statutory presumption that came up recently for me in court. But before we get back to that, if you like what you're hearing this morning, and you want to learn more about estate planning, estate planning options, and all of the uh, other features and people that you should have involved in doing a comprehensive estate plan. We've got Retirement Roundtable coming up.
2: We do. October 5th out at Maidenbauer.
3: And it's going to be an excellent event.
2: Yeah, we you know we always have a lot of fun at this event meeting lots of you folks and um uh you you get an opportunity to interact on a personal casual relationship with folks like Tom Cock at Vestry um Dr. Yardley's going to be there, Brian Ott, Steve Elliott from Capstone Trust. We got a whole host of other folks are going to be there. Um both Ted Hansen and uh, Scott. I'll be there.
3: I'll be uh, I'll be talking that day.
2: We're going to be uh You know, we're really out there. It's an educational event, but it's kind of fun. We'll, you know, we'll validate your parking. You'll get a nice lunch, snacks. Come on out. Enjoy the day as a day of learning. This is really what I want to stress. It's coming out to learn. Don't come out there to buy anything. We're not going to be selling anything. And so come on out. And this uh, estate planning process, in my view, is not a sales event. (laughs) It's not, it's an educational event because each of us need to have an estate plan, but we need to have the proper education to figure out how should I do my own? I'm not like the Smiths across the street or the Jones around the corner. We're all unique. We're all different. We all have different goals and objectives, our finances, our interactions with our family. How are we going to do this? What are our goals, our aspirations? That's what we need to develop your estate plan, a life plan. You know, um... When Dennis and I, you know, first went on oh, the radio station over twenty years ago, um, we used the term life planning then, and you know, yep. we we did that. We Remember also that. Um, we created the term wealth management pretty much. Uh, our company was called Real Wealth Advisors back then, uh, long before any of this became popular. And um, so maybe we should credit the Seattle market for lots of these terms, but. You know, life planning, folks, and planning your life means doing a lot of different things. It involves planning that vacation, but it also involves planning your finances, your resources, and planning but, for the what ifs in life. Yeah, this is the big one. The and, what and
3: part ifs. of part of why we plan, okay, is is we plan for financial reasons. Okay, that's it, we, everything that we do to an extent it has a financial component to it, and it is a very very smart plan to have an estate plan in place. And the reason is is because when you don't have an estate plan in place, it is much more costly because we're we're talking today about the friendly guardianship. We're going to finish up talking about that here shortly. But I'm going to give you some of the costs that are involved even in a friendly guardianship. When you get into a contested guardianship, they skyrocket. And so if you know, you're there and you're sitting there, you know, enjoying your weekend and thinking, you know, having a cup of coffee and enjoying it. One of the ways that you can save a lot of money is to do proper estate planning in advance. People don't like to spend money on an estate plan. It's not a fun thing to spend money on an estate plan. I beg your pardon. But it, well, there's the reality. Okay, I know. It, I have it fun. is. It is. But I mean, it, but. But it is, a, it is a very, very smart investment when you, when you really take into consideration what not having an estate plan or having a, a bad estate plan can cost you and your family.
2: Well, Scott, you used the right word. It is an investment. And I know that word sometimes gets overused. But really, when you do planning about yourself, your family, those that you care about, your business – You know, that is caring, and that is taking care of business, so to speak, and it's doing the right thing, and I think most of us want to do that. There just seems to be a very, oh, a big hurdle to overcome to figure out Well, what does all that mean? And how do I put it all together? This is the questions we get over and over and over again is, well, I know about this or I heard about this and I got that, but integrating it, putting it all together to have a comprehensive, cohesive plan. That's what we help do in putting your overall total estate plan together is help to take your legal documents and be sure that they, you know, integrate into every other area of your life, quite frankly. As subtly as possible, as with as little interruption as possible, and they lay there and they wait, and when they're needed, we want them to work. Your powers of attorney, your health care directors, your trust, e-ships, and all these things, it's critical that they work when needed because that's when you're going to find out. Unfortunately, so many folks haven't done a great job at this, maybe did it themselves, maybe got something off the internet, maybe they got it from their buddy, the real estate guy, who, uh, a real estate attorney who's really not an estate planner, and they got something that's not right for their
3: situation.
2: I, and then all hell breaks loose, and that's where you and in. And, and so I, just, I,
3: can, I can give example after example after example, but I, I do recall just because what you said a moment ago. Before we go to break here real quick, and then we're going to come back and finish up the friendly guardianship. But I do remember somebody brought me a will once and one of the names had not been corrected in the will after this individual had passed away. And one of the names was his neighbor. So where do you think he got the will that he used to draft his own will? He got it from his neighbor, of course. This is terrible planning. This is a terrible idea to do some of these types of things. Yeah, don't use your neighbor's will. Yeah, don't use your neighbor's will and then actually leave your neighbor's name in your will. That's the law of unintended consequences
2: (laughs) coming full circle on you.
3: So anyways, we're going to come back from break. And when we come back from break, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to jump into and finish up the the friendly guardianship. And I'm going to talk a little bit about some of these statutory presumptions that I uh, was alluding to earlier. We'll be right back, folks.
1: Retirement, what does it mean to you? Has it changed
0: as a result of today's economy? Are you worried about your future? Could there be stormy seas ahead?
2: Hi, this is Rick Gregrich, founder of Gregrich & Associates. We're a dedicated team of legal and tax professionals that can help you navigate your course for a secure future. Whether you're just thinking about your retirement or you're well into your retirement years, whether you're single, married, or involved in a domestic partnership, we can help you create your necessary legal and tax
0: planning. I am so glad I found one firm that can help me with all my legal and tax needs. Call today for your free consultation. 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450. You can also sign up for a Partner in Law event. Just go to yourpartnerinlaw.com and find the elder law or estate planning course that's best for you. You can register for both events by going to yourpartnerinlaw.com, yourpartnerinlaw.com.
4: One of the biggest mistakes you can make heading into retirement is not planning for the high cost of an extended health care situation. A lot of people assume they have enough money saved only to watch everything they've worked hard for get whittled down to nothing from the ongoing costs of a long-term care situation don't make this mistake. By putting a long-term care plan in place, you guarantee yourself a source of funds to pay for care when needed, and you also know you won't become a burden on your family. Do what my wife and I did. Go learn all about the new long-term care plans offered by 525 Advisors. These new plans protect your savings, protect your family, and pay your estate back if you never use them. Learn more by attending one of the upcoming classes taught by Brian Ott, who's the host of Long-Term Care Radio right here on Cairo. Brian has 2 classes is coming up Friday, September 20th and Saturday the 21st. Seating's limited, so sign up today at 525longtermcare.com. Classes are free and you'll even get a copy of Brian's book. Go to 525longtermcare.com.
0: Retirement Roundtable is the retirement planning event of the year. So come join me October 5th at Maidenbauer Center. Hey, it's John Curley with Rick Gregorick, host of Your Partner-in-Law. Rick, I love Retirement Roundtable.
2: John, once again, we're bringing the experts together to teach you about about estate and elder planning, financial planning, reverse mortgages, 1031 exchanges, long-term care insurance, health care, mm-hmm. senior housing, and much more.
0: All those experts are in one room. Tom Koch of Talking
2: Real Money will explain finances in good times and bad. Steve Elliott from Capstone Trust will cover fiduciary services. And Dr. Yardley is going to discuss health care
0: versus disease care. Retirement Roundtable is an informative and fun half-day event. So come join me and get all the facts at Retirement Roundtable on October 5th at Maidenbauer Center. It sells out every year. And right now, you can get early bird pricing. So get your tickets today at yourpartnerinlaw.com. That's your YourPartnerInLaw.com Now back to Your Partner in Law with Rick Gregorick
1: on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH.
2: Okay, there we go. Uh, welcome, <laughs> we'll, we'll welcome back. <laughs> so, so welcome back to your apartment. So, Scott, you were going to kind of wrap up a little bit from last segment, and then the guardianship
3: and some interesting things in court that we've. Been yeah. So, talking so about this here. this doesn't come up a lot, but it does come up. Um, so, let's say you do you do an estate plan, and let's say it's the perfect estate plan, and then you have some sort of. Uh, mental issues as a result of either dementia or stroke or heart attack, you know, the things that we were talking about earlier. Well, in your estate planning documents, typically in your powers of attorney, you do have the option to nominate who you would want to be your guardian for the purposes of your medical decision making and your guardian for the purposes of your financial decision making. And so a, you know, a good power of attorney will will have whomever it is that you have chosen as your attorney in fact, which is the title for the person that uh, operates under the power of attorney. Your agent you under a power to, of attorney. Right? Your agent, and so so your you can nominate, and the court um, must consider that individual. Now they they can choose. The court can choose not to appoint that individual as your guardian if there is good circumstances but they must at least consider the individual that you have nominated. And, and people understand, you know, why why are, is this the way it is? Well, the reason that the, the way it is is because typically people have powers of attorney and they draft, they, they they figure out what they want with their power of attorney, what powers they want to grant as part of their comprehensive estate plan, and they designate the individuals that they want to be making the financial decisions for them when they have... Capacity. Capacity. When they're in good mind, okay, and so they, they, you choose who it is that you want. When these changes in your mental capacity occur, people become very different. They become sometimes very paranoid. They become very difficult. They become very obstinate. They bec- they can become frankly violent, or you they know, can become almost catatonic, and and, you and know, all over the map. And when they when these things happen, and a guardianship has to be filed. The court is going to consider, and of course by statute they're supposed to consider this, but they're going to consider the people that they have nominated in their estate planning documents because it is known that those are the individuals that when they did have capacity that they wanted to serve for them. That does not always occur. Sometimes in these cases that it's just the situation, the circumstances change too much and it's just not possible for that individual to serve as your guardian But the court will consider that. And it did come up in a hearing that I had on Wednesday. That presumption was a tangential issue, but there was a discussion about the nomination, uh, in this case, my clients having been nominated under the powers of attorney that were before the court that day. And so so this does come up on occasion when you get into the court system.
2: You know, and Scott, I think this is an area of the estate planning process that oftentimes doesn't get quite enough conversation. Um, We do talk about, you know, who would you want to be your agent, your attorney, in fact, under a power of attorney or your trustee. But I think all too often people are really quite surprised when we get into the conservatorship, guardianship arena, which is a, you know, clearly a state action, um, a person who becomes, you know, a ward of the state, In a guardianship. So, you know, the guardianship is a serious, serious legal process that's really altering one's constitutional rights. And those rights are, you know, the right to contract, the right to marry, you know, the right to make your own medical decisions, things along these lines. That's what a guardianship is tailoring. So when we tell you that we'd like you to take this seriously and have a good conversation about that and carefully think through things, it's because it's really, really important and there can be some very unintended consequences. My favorite
3: law. And to bring this full circle, as I had said earlier in one of our earlier segments, the friendly guardianship, which is, you know, in, on the guardianship spectrum, that is the, the most ideal guardianship that you would get your situation or get your family into or yourself into. Cost. The cost of a friendly guardianship is easily upwards of five to six thousand dollars. Easily,
2: that's probably the minimum. And
3: and when I say that, that is truly the minimum because you know the petitioner is going to hire counsel to file the petition, and you know basically advance the case. The court is going to appoint a guardian ad litem. Uh, oftentimes that is another attorney um, or it is a master social worker. Those are typically the two individuals that are uh, uh, chosen by the court. And those individuals are at least a couple thousand dollars. So between your your attorney's fees, the fees for the guardian, the fees for the Well, then the alleged
2: incapacitated person is likely to have counsel as well. Now, Now we're
3: starting to get into what becomes more costly, which is let us say that the alleged incapacitated, and this is often the case, they're like, there is nothing wrong with me. I am fine. And I do not want a guardianship. Very common. Um, now you're in the contested guardianship. And if they want counsel, they shall have counsel. And even if they cannot afford counsel, counsel will be afforded at state expense. So so it's very important because constitutional rights are at issue, as Rick said just a moment ago. Uh, and if a person does want to avoid the guardianship, or they're not in favor of the guardianship. They can have counsel, and now you're starting to talk about a contested guardianship. And frankly, I, you know, I hate to say it, but the sky's the limit on a contested there, there guardianship. There really are no limits in how much these can go. I mean, we've
2: had, we've seen them into the. $30,000, $40,000 range is a rather common occurrence up in, you know, I could easily see them cresting six figures. I mean, I, it's, it's possible. Had them, I've had them go into the six figures. So it, it can get very expensive, very, very intrusive into anyone's life who is going through the guardianship or anyone who's going under the scrutiny, perhaps, of becoming a guardian. And and who pays
3: for this? You pay. uh, very oftentimes, the incapacitated individual. It's their estate that pays for it. Right, and that is a, and frankly, it is a waste of money. But that is what happens. Yeah, it. i we've seen it take the last dime from an estate, quite frankly,
2: and mm-hmm. um, so we it, have. It, it can be very harsh, folks. We're going to take a quick break, and more of your partner in law right after that. Bye bye.
0: My dad would always say the three worst words in the English language were "shoulda," "coulda," and "woulda." So many people with retirement right around the corner or in the middle of it have the shoulda, coulda, wouldas facing them. They're not proactive. You didn't take care of the will. You didn't take care of the trust. They didn't do what was needed to do when it came to real estate and taxes. So right now, let's avoid the shoulda, coulda, wouldas and call Rick Gregerick. Rick Gregory is my estate planner. I sat down with Rick, explained my situation. He walked me through all the different variables, whether it was a trust or a charitable trust, real estate or taxes. It is so complicated, you've got to rely on an expert like Rick who is so kind and knowledgeable about all of it. So be proactive. Take control of your life now. You can schedule a complimentary consultation at yourpartnerinlaw.com. You can also listen to Rick's show, Your Partner-in-Law, every Sunday morning at 9 on Cairo and KTTH. Your Partner-in-Law with Rick Regrick, my estate planner, yourpartnerinlaw.com.
4: A lot of people with near or over a million dollars in assets will mistakenly pay more in taxes in a long-term care situation than what it would have cost them to set up an insurance plan to pay for the care needed. Due to recent changes in the Pension Protection Act, these new asset-based plans guarantee a tax-free benefit for long-term care and pay your estate back with interest if you never use it. But most importantly, it's about having a plan. All your kids have to do is carry out your wishes. You're not a burden on them. That's why I love the advice my wife and I got from Brian Ott and 525 Advisors. Brian's asset-based class is Friday, September 20th in Bellevue. This class is aimed at individuals and couples who have accumulated close to or more than a million dollars in assets and may be considering self-funding long-term care costs in the future. Learn why that is not the best idea. Seating will be limited for this special asset-based class. September 20th in Bellevue. Reserve your spot right now. Go to 525LongTermCare.com 525LongTermCare.com Retirement Roundtable is the
0: retirement planning event of the year. So come join me October 5th at Maidenbauer Center. Hey, it's John Curley with Rick Gregorick, host of Your Partner in Law. Rick, I love Retirement Roundtable.
2: John, once again, we're bringing the experts together to teach you about estate and elder planning, financial planning, reverse mortgages, 1031 exchanges,
0: long-term care
2: insurance, health care, senior housing, and much more.
0: All those experts are in one room. Tom Cock
2: of Talking Real Money will explain finances in good times and bad. Steve Elliott from Capstone Trust will cover fiduciary services. And Dr. Yardley is going to discuss health care versus disease care.
0: Retirement Roundtable is an informative and fun half-day event. So come join me and get all the facts at Retirement Roundtable on October 5th at Maidenbauer Center. It sells out every year. And right now, you can get early bird pricing. So get your tickets today at yourpartnerinlaw.com. That's your partnerinlaw.com. We return to Your Partner
1: in Law on Seattle's Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH with your host, Rick Gregorick.
3: So, welcome back to Your Partner there, There's in something law.
2: about a reaper coming on here in the estate yeah, planning Yeah,
3: and then there was the... Uh, Song before the break was the Highway to Hades. Highway to Hades, mm-hmm. and uh,
2: okay, very appropriate estate planning. Okay, actually, it's fun music. Yeah. Uh, so go on, Scott. We have this thing going on here.
3: So, so we were we're talking about um, the the friendly guardianship and the cost of the friendly guardianship and how it can it, it, it can just explode if it becomes a contested guardianship. So, friendly guardianship. I mean, you're going to spend five, six thousand dollars typically on that, and you know, for most individuals, that's a comprehensive estate plan. Not for everyone, but for most individuals, that's in the range of what a, cost, a comprehensive estate plan is going to cost. If the guardianship becomes contested, the cost of the contested guardianship will will just far, far outseed what it would cost to do a comprehensive estate plan oh. for, for <laughs> yeah, anyone. Not even close. Yeah. For anyone. So. Um, And then, of course, there's the unintended consequences. There's the black robe decision. You know, all of the things that really you do not want as a result of a guardianship to be, you know, become the problem of yourself and your family, frankly. Um, They're very contentious. They're very emotional. As I said, they're very expensive. Um, You know, and, and this just gets more and more exacerbated when you start to get into blended families. It's bad enough when it's a family affair, where you're dealing with a a mom and a dad and their kids or a dad and his kids. But when you're dealing with a spouse, a second spouse and stepchildren, you know, it's even more contentious. There is more issues that have to be dealt with, um, which is why we are, you know, telling people everyone should have an estate plan. When you're 18, you need an estate plan. It may be a simple estate plan. Uh, but, you know, you're going to want to have have an estate plan pretty much from the day you reach majority until the end.
2: You know, it really is important to stop thinking about it. And, you know, we've got a lot of our young folks that are heading off to college and heading across the country and, you know, leaving home for the first time. And, you know, moms and dads are sad and the moms are crying and maybe some of the dads are saying, thank God, get rid of them, whatever the old stereotypes are. But the reality is, you know, when when our young ones are, are... you know our young adults head off to college, and there they are, you know hundreds or thousands of miles away, and they get in that car wreck and then you call the hospital to say how 's Billy or how 's Susie doing and you can 't get any information yeah. and and uh, why you know, this is, is, that? <laughs> is
3: this is this is why we were talking about you know we, for the whole day we've been talking about incapacity more in the context of when you age um, but guardianship uh, and the need for somebody to make your financial decisions can come up at any point in time in your life. It can come up the day after you turn 18. Um, and everybody's estate planning for where they are at in life is different. You know, When you're in your early 20s and you're beginning to have a family – What your estate plan looks like and what your financial planning looks like may very well be very different than what your estate planning would look like when you're Kids are off to college and you're no longer married, if that's the circumstance. And now, then it's even more different when you start you know, getting you know well into your 70s. Your estate planning is going to be different. And you know, this is why we tell people to plan early, plan often.
2: Now, plan early, plan often. You, know, you got to keep your plan up to date, folks. First off, you have to do a plan. Number one, you have a baseline plan, just like a business plan or any other plan that you would do. And then you modify and adapt that as you go through the various stages of your life, as Scott was just talking about. And and as I was saying in
3: the early, just a few minutes ago, and how we kind of got into this topic really is the heightened need for planning in blended family situations. There, There really, really, really is a heightened need for that because you know if you're on your second or third. Marriage or cohabitation because, you know, a couple of weeks ago when Rick was off floating in his boat somewhere, we had a, a whole long section on cohabitation and some of the issues that can arise in cohabitation. And we see lots of silver-haired cohabitation issues that come up. And it's not just young people that cohabitate. There's a lot of older individuals that choose not to get married, but they cohabitate. And, you know, these are the kinds of situations that you really, really, really have a heightened need for estate planning because so many issues can come up when you start getting children from two different spouses or partners involved when one or both of these individuals becomes incapacitated. Uh, It it can get really, really ugly. You know, Scott, it's really interesting when we, you
2: know, we kind of categorize people, you know, kind of by their relationship status maybe – Um, Because it has different planning ramifications, different tax ramifications and things like that. Rather, if someone is single or if they're married, do they have children? Do they not have children? These are all interesting dynamics within the estate planning context because people with children will tend to plan in one direction, people without children maybe in another direction. And this is very interesting when we get a blended family now where one of them, partners comes in with children and the other one does not come in with children. It creates an interesting dynamic in the um, consultation phase when we're going through that to work through each because the one who grew up with children and has their own children are kind of naturally motivated the fruits of our bounty to pass on to our kids where if I didn't have any children um, and then I marry someone with children, it's it's a different dynamic. And, you know, it works differently for each couple's situation. But the importance of getting things down in a proper legal plan in order to help out with that, you know, blended family um, is so critical. And I just encourage everybody to do that. And I wanted to make sure that uh, one last. Uh, Are
3: one we going to talk about Retirement
2: Roundtable? Well, we got Retirement Roundtable <laughs> coming up October 5th. I can't say enough about it. It is my favorite event of the year um that get it, to meet this so is true by the you. way
3: this is very true
2: you can tell at the office i'm kind of like yeah um so anyhow come on out retirement round roundtable october 5th get your tickets now please don't call and say i was unable to get tickets until a little later so uh go to your and get signed up for retirement roundtable i really look forward to seeing you folks out there and i know many of you will be there for your fourth year in a row so come on out and uh We'll have some fun. We've got some great door prizes and a nice grand prize, just like we did last year. But we're going to keep it a secret for now. And uh, so have a great Labor Day. Enjoy yourself. Stay safe and sane. And we'll be back next week with more of Your Partner-in-Law.
1: Thanks for listening to Your Partner-in-Law with Rick Gregorick.